Choose your player. Hello. That was beautiful. It's me. I totally went Adele with that because that was on. That was, that was I don't know key. what I was trying to say. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Welcome to a follow. We got to like, I know, it's not a follow up episode anymore. We got to discuss the elephant in the room. We had a brand new logo change. Um, I don't know if we actually ever brought it up, but uh, name Von Shane did it. Um, and uh, these are. Yeah, we're just unlocking other people's obsessions. So mm. this episode of your nerdy obsession, the follow-ups or the unlocks is to the episode or is to the TV show of Sex in the City, David's nerdy obsession. Um, I love that episode. And here to unlock Sex in the City and more are my two producer extraordinaires. Oh. Uh Sefi and Rachel, hello. How are you both doing? Hello. Hi. <laughs> so great. <laughs> I'm functioning. This is a good thing. We're functioning. We are here. We are it. present. I need uh, one positive thing from each of you. Go. It's uh, there's raining. a dragon in my belly. Oh, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I got there's a dragon in my belly. And what do you say, Sefi? It stopped raining. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been raining hard in, in Texas and Dallas, right? Ugh. Yeah, Dallas got all flooded. We were in a flash flood warning for most of yesterday. I'm pretty sure it rained for 24 hours straight. I'm so sorry. I can't keep it straight. You froze in the worst <laughs> possible. Like, your sound was on, but your video froze with, like, you leading back into a amazing. laugh. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the technical difficulties we experienced oh, it was so wonderful we at least got the audio that's all that yeah, matters yeah uh well hi you two take it away this is the, your show oh my goodness oh, the pressure's on be cool be cool Steffi. <laughs> i know right by the way everyone rachel doesn't actually have a dragon in her belly if you remember she's, she's pregnant she right. has a human there's a thing it's like okay. right. <laughs> I am not Khaleesi. <laughs> Which we, I told Rachel that I already stopped her once because you two have watched House of the Dragon <laughs> and I have not watched it yet. So oh boy. we'll get to it later. We'll get, get to it later. Okay. okay. So I just want to ask Rachel, your initial impressions, like did you like it? Are you looking forward to how it's gonna go? Or are you apprehensive because season eight of Game of Thrones was a shit show? <laughs> I am in love. I can't wait. I will invest all my life. Let's go. <laughs> Good. I'm right oh, there with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm intrigued. How'd you feel, Seppi? Were you were you like, oh hmm, I don't know? Or were you all about it? No, I'm totally into it. I loved yeah. the first episode. I'm super excited to see where they take it. Um, yeah. I, as my best friend put it, don't don't make me hate Rhaenyra because I really like her. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> I know. I know. I just can't wait. It's going to be so great. But we're going to yeah. talk about that later, right, Michael? We yes. can't like, yeah, give it a, all up right you now. You have okay. a whole no. recommendation section you two can can't talk wait. about now. Leave the room. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, I just have to say, um, I am not a, a fan of sex in the city, but that doesn't mean that I can't be, but I am a fan of David. Right. So cool. The people that you have, Michael, the people that you have on these nerdy obsession episodes, just make me think about my life a little bit. And Make me want to be friends with more people. So first of all, thank you. This is the part where I thank you for changing my life every week. God. <sighs> I think you. you you bring up a great point, but I also I want to, I want to say that like I do know these people. David is one of a friend of mine, but I I think I really enjoy talking to people about non like small talk conversations yes. like I, I I hate going in groups and being like how's the weather that's cool like that's also another reason why I never like sports because I feel like sports is just small talk for straight men um but yeah. it's it's not that legit. it's bad it's, anyway it's just not, it's not my thing but <laughs> I uh, that's I just love and so it's it's more my guests it's not that I find them it's just they are so willing to share with me and just be open and be themselves and just fun loving people that they are so yeah, well, David yeah. seems amazing. So I had to he start is. with that. He's so cool. Yeah, um, apparently has great skin. That was a joke you guys made, like, very on in the, <laughs> in the age thing. Great. That made me laugh so much. Okay, I do have <laughs> to ask, how old is he really? I actually don't know. I, I think he is in between myself and Matt. I'm 33. Okay. Matt is 36. So he's my age. Yeah, I think he's closer to your age. Okay. Anyways, early not my 30s. age. No, no, she is. Nah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Someone well, just could rent a car. <laughs> oh god. Um. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Continuing. Um. David is cool. Um. He actually makes me want to watch Sex and the City just because just like listening to how his life has changed because of it or how much more vivid it is because of it. So I looked up a few things that he had mentioned, like the Instagram account of um, all of the outfits. That was really cool. Um, the book that he mentioned about us all being Miranda's, that seems like a really cool that book. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I just have a few things to add to the conversation, Sefi, if you don't mind, if I just kind of go in quickly. Go um Go for it. I'll Just, interject as I see fit. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> um, David briefly mentioned that the premiere of Sex in the City was 1998. So I just wanted to put an exact date. It was June 6th, 1998. Um, there were 94 episodes over six seasons. So it was a I was almost run. 11 when it aired. Wow. Wow. How old are you, Rachel? Girl. Um, I was seven. Oh, wow. Nice. Good job, everyone. Well, we did it. It's <laughs> interesting that it was it. a that it, I didn't think it was a summer show. Right. I thought it was like a, a typical fall new television show, right? Although, yeah, but just from what I know about it, because like Rachel said, I have never seen an episode. I've never been a fan of Sex in the City, but I know a little bit about it just because of how big of a thing it became. It mm-hmm. seems like a summer show. 
Yeah, yeah, I get like they do have a lot of summer moments. I'll give you that um, yeah. within the well, show and like, but yeah. Well, not just that, but it just seems like that whole kind of atmosphere where like summer has always been, you know, it's vacation from school. So you're, you're trying to have a little bit more fun. And it just seems like what the show is, is, was kind of geared towards more is that it's kind of a fun summer thing. And then when fall comes around, you can go back to your serious dramas. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't feel that, but it's good to see from an outsider's perspective. That's kind of <laughs> what they're portraying. Yeah, I I lived in I lived in New York at the end of a summer, and uh, granted, my life was very different than uh, sex in the city. First of all, I was not having sex in the city. My boyfriend lived in Iowa, so uh, that was not a thing. But um, I, I still didn't get into it. I think it was more into girls at the time, which I, I guess people have considered like a more modern sex in the city version. But is nah. are they okay. are they Pause. in the city? Is to, girls in the city? Yes. I, I had to remind myself that you meant the Lena Dunham show and not like oh. the like the actual females oh. <laughs> oh right 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 <laughs> right i was not actually actively watching girls and uh, well maybe i maybe i was i don't know uh, <laughs> Free time. I guess that's an interesting point that maybe it is because i guess girls from what that's a show i've never seen it dives into very sexually open topics um and, yeah. and things of that nature which sex in the city really did right mm-hmm. um huh Interesting. You didn't yeah. you didn't feel any different connection after the city, like wanting to watch it or or any other New York based TV show? No, I I guess not having known mm. anything about it, I kind of saw it as more of like a privileged show. Like, I don't know, mm. these people were living a lot higher lives than I ever would. So Oh, one hundred percent. The fashion alone on this show, it's like yeah. I could not spend I could not I well first off, right. I could not spend over twenty dollars on a shirt. That's right. my own issue. Right. But like yeah. <laughs> same. But but yeah, but they are. They're like being able to like live in these lavish apartments and I'm just like, yeah. no one actually has that much money. Okay, yeah. Bradshaw wears Milono Blonix to the gym. Yeah. No. Well, no. Right. So that was a I choice. Mean, now, now I will consider watching it. I do not have that lifestyle still. Please don't think that I do. But like now after hearing somebody else talk about it who's so cool, then um, maybe I'll, I'll consider that. Uh, well, that's uh, kind of a question. What did you learn or take away differently from what you originally thought Sex in the City was to what after hearing David talk about? What did you guys think different? Yeah, I I love um, how he talked about, oh God, oh, Samantha, here we go. Samantha um, being like very open sexually and um, I love that version, like seeing a woman play that type of role is something I want to see because um, I can connect to that. But yeah, I think the way he describes the characters are a lot deeper than what I had thought that they were. Cool. So that's attractive. Yeah. Yeah, I... I re- Going back to like the life we grew up in, Michael, the evangelicalism and very conservative lifestyle that we grew up in. So that aired when I was still being told, like, you can't talk about sex. You can't do any of these things. It's wrong. It's bad, blah, whatever. So as someone who is recently, I'm 35, but who has recently kind of become 
much more comfortable with her own sexuality and expressing that as just a human being. Um, I can really, really appreciate how groundbreaking that show was for its time. Because Mm -hmm. even if you weren't raised in an evangelicalistic world, it was still very taboo to talk about sex quite so openly as Sex in the City did when it first came out. Well, like on any television or public forum, it yeah. was taboo to talk about anything sexual. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, I mean, you could hardly get anything past the censors back then. Yeah. <laughs> They're much more <laughs> lax now. Um, <laughs> but I, I totally think that Sex in the City had a huge part in changing the way that sex is seen in the popular culture um, outside of, you know, porn. Because don't, don't. At least, at least (laughs) I I, I agree with you, but I also want to throw in there. I think it at least shows that people can discuss it openly because I still think Sex in the City was a softcore porn at its truest mm-hmm. form. Like, I mean, these scenes <laughs> that you see in there are, it, it is that. Like, it, it, you just don't see penetration, but you see everything but, right? right. It's Game of Thrones. It, 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 same, yeah. right? I think Game of Thrones yeah. probably showed more than Sex in the City did, probably, at least the yeah. first couple. <laughs> but, um, but I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it actually started the discussion of it. Maybe not how it was viewed. I mean, I still don't think it helped sometimes. You know, I think public perception I, I of how sex is viewed might it the show might not have helped. But, um, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. I yeah, definitely. I definitely yeah. see where you're coming from. But yeah, I, I agree that it definitely helped for like the public talking of, of yeah. sex and just like being comfortable with discussing it with people that you care about and, and not having it be quite as awkward. I think it really helped in that sense. Love it. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, <clears throat> good work. All right. Uh, so I, I know, um, David briefly mentions it. I don't think he went into depth with it, but, um, sex in the city is based on a book called sex and the city by, uh, Candace Bushnell. Um, it's made up or based on Bushnell's New York observer columns running between 1994 and 1996. Um, so she actually wrote about her own dating life and interviewed a lot of other people about their misadventures. So I do nice. like how David connected that to the writer's room. Like everyone needed to have a yeah. true story mm-hmm. of, you know, dating adventures. So I thought that I was I also really did neat. not know she wrote an article and that's where it was from. I thought it was just maybe a book, but that's really cool. Yeah. That is so really cool. She I didn't know that about Carrie the Bradshaw. Either. She's doing it all. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that she is. Don't get she it, is. Candace Carrie. I mean, come on. It's true. And her <laughs> last name starts with a B too, doesn't it? Yes. 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 It does. Uh. Oh, oh, writing. Um, okay. <laughs> you can stream. Well, okay. Actually, Sex in the City plays on TV throughout the day. <laughs> so yeah, nothing to do. On I think it's probably like more than thirty channels. <laughs> yes, um, but you can also stream it on Hulu and HBO Max. So um, there's Get that. It. Yeah, we got it. All right, I'm just moving on, Sefi. I'm I'm like plowing through this. Um, I 
am a recruiter and I uh, looked up what an investment banker does <laughs> in my spare time because <laughs> I was interested too. I used to work at a trading firm and, and like I guess fintech kind of relates to um, investment bankers. But basically, um, I think, let's see, who did David say was dating an investment banker? Um, it was Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. She, Um, her first marriage was to an investment banker. Yep. Yes. That's right. right? I think that's right. Yeah. I think so. God, quiz me. Um, but yeah, because because wasn't her second one to her divorce lawyer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Look at you. (laughs) Trivia. Um, but you, you all are like, what's an investment banker? So, uh, basically an investment banker is like a financial advisor to, corporations so like arranging sales of companies and negotiating acquisitions bonds and stocks and you know all of that really good fun fun things stuff i love it that sounds so fun (laughs) yeah good for them they make a lot of money so go get them go get them go get them (laughs) um i love that See, toward the end of the interview with David, he was like, you know, if you love this thing, then you might love sex in the city. Oh, yeah. And he said, Emily in Paris. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, duh, of course. Yeah. Makes so much sense because he's right. Darren Starr is the creator yep. for both both shows. So it makes and sense. He's actually credited as creator, writer, and producer. Incredible. For both of shows. Multi-hyphenate. Um, um, and you know who else loves Emily in Paris is my mother, our mother. Mom. Yes. I love your mother. So that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> oh, shout out to Kelly. That's so great. Um, so fun. Okay. Let's see. One of the last things I have. <laughs> yes. One of the last things I have here. Okay. This was, um, brought up definitely, but <laughs> I oh, had to yes. watch the episodes um, as a Which casting one? director. <laughs> I cannot get over Justin Thoreau playing two different <laughs> characters so close together. It it kills me a little bit. <laughs> and and I like I read an article about him talking about it, and he was like, basically, um, casting was like, we want to have you on again. How do you feel about playing this character? And and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> there's like. It kills me. There's just so many actors, you know, <laughs> who have been played back to back seasons, two I different mean, characters. It's fine. It's, he's hot. Because it's Justin Thoreau. I mean, he's very he's talented, he's a, too. He's like, great. He's a great actor. I do he's really He's a phenomenal like, writer. Like, I he's got, so good. I got mad when they recast Chris Evans as Captain America after he played the Human Torch. Like, for for oh. a fraction of a second, I was upset because yeah, it's double passing right. the Marvel Universe. I'm really happy about it now because Chris Evans is Captain America, no question. But it, there was enough time between those two movies where you could kind of see the separation. Yeah. What, why? Ugh, you guys are purists. <laughs> Let them be three to six different characters. I say it's I mean, fine. I, it's a dream, an actual dream to have like an American Horror Story type of of series to, and like play a bunch of different characters. Yeah. That is an absolute dream. But like he played, they're not like similar. Well, I guess they're similar characters. Oh, they're simil- they they're, they're similar-ish, yeah. They're, they're both, I think they were both journalists and they both went after Carrie Bradshaw. Like, 
I mean, <laughs> they just like shaved his head and put glasses on him basically to change yep. the character. But um, so I, I, I probably shouldn't complain because my favorite show has like five actors. So one of my favorite shows has like five actors that they reuse over and over and over again. Um, What's that Doctor show? Who. Oh yeah, Doctor yeah. Who. Doctor Who. Because <laughs> like nice. in season two of the new episodes, Freema um, Agamemnon. She plays a, a a character, just a throwaway character in, in an episode. And then uh, the next season, she's the doctor's like companion. So she's like a main mm. character. And they she do was that like, often, oh, hey, yeah. oh, hey, I had a cousin that worked there. Like it like the, there was. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. They do that often in Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, they have they have five actors, nine props and six sets. So that's all that. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's not a real statement people who don't know that doctor who not a but, <laughs> but it could seem that way i was like wow that's in- so resourceful <laughs> no it just seems that way though yeah <laughs> funny that's funny well that's what i have Sefi. i'm so excited to hear about you and sex in <laughs> well, the city first off i just want to say how it strikes me that we are like the embodiment of like two of the characters and how we're doing this uh, discussion because you at least, okay, I'm going to admit I didn't watch any episodes, but from what David had said of his description of the, the, um, the characters on the show, you came into this in a very Miranda esque way, like very much looking at all of the stuff that that he brought up researching it yes i did none of that (laughs) i I came i came into this very charlotte like just going by the seat of my pants coming from the heart so um (laughs) (laughs) good work i love it (laughs) which makes michael samantha so oh i mean doubt (laughs) We all know. <laughs> of course um, <laughs> but I as as a writer I love how how David presented each of the character each of the four women as like, like the goddesses yeah this is the goddesses um which I I should have looked that up, but I think y'all are right with Athena because she's mm-hmm. the goddess of wisdom. So y'all are good on that. Um, <laughs> um, and then I think Samantha would be Aphrodite. Yep. And then um, Charlotte would probably be either Hera or Hestia. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, Dang, you know more than me. Yeah, she, she knows her gods. You go, girl. I love, I love mythology. Amazing. Anyways, um, I, I just, I love how he was like spot on with the tropes from the little bit that I know of the show. And I've seen like a couple snippets of episodes and stuff. It struck me as very accurate. Like how Miranda is very much business like mm. she's the Ravenclaw um yes. put it in Harry Potter terms mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> and Sh- Charlotte would be Hufflepuff. the Hufflepuff oh mm-hmm. my god amazing <laughs> I would say Samantha would probably be S- Slytherin no. and then Carrie would probably no, be Carrie, Gryffindor Carrie's a bitch Carrie would be Slytherin 
Wow. Okay. And Sex in the I'm City people can come for me, the- but Scary <laughs> <laughs> will be a Slytherin. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and like I was, as David was describing them, I was like trying to find like if I could find something relatable for myself without having seen any of the episodes to see if I would be interested in watching the story arc of whatever character. And I found myself relating to all of them. (laughs) Like I'm very much probably lean more towards Charlotte as you both know me and probably say that's true. Um, But I can see like, I can see myself in Samantha too, where like I'm learning to like be like, do something, but make sure it's for me Hmm. so that I'm taken care of and not worry about what is ever else is going on with the other person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, with Miranda, I haven't figured that one out yet quite yet, but I know she's in here. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good point. I think that, uh, I think uh, what David was saying is that they were all kind of encompassing of the same type of person, right? At one point he was like, Carrie Bradshaw is an accumulation of all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. I think that's a really well, well written and well put on show is when that is there. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have a story that's being told in any way, shape or form on stage, in a book, in a TV show, in a movie, if you have a character or characters that people can find a connection with, you have a story that's worth being told because Uh, you're going to captivate an audience and you're going to um, help them find a way for them to maybe figure something out in their own life or relate to something in their own life. And Mm -hmm. it's going to, it's going to help them in a way. And that's what good stories do. They help us to grow. They help us to, you know, find something that's missing or whatever, but they help us. And, and that's beautiful. (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) And I, I love that David was so adamant about that. Like Mm -hmm. he really stressed that fact about sex in the city. And yeah, I really like that. Cool. (laughs) Are you going to watch it? I don't know yet. I am currently doing research for my own episode. Thank you. Well, that's, and that's fair. A lot. That's, that's a lot. That is a you lot. Girl. I've been watching Grey's Anatomy, and I think I need to change up. So I might, uh, I might start watching Sex in the City. I like that. Yeah, that's a good change up. Go. That's a good change yeah. up. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I need less blood and more sex. I think. <laughs> I I can't watch doctor shows because I work in a hospital. Yeah, yeah I was like, you're and you've had enough of that mess. They're ruined for you. <laughs> Um, I'm not to break your guys' thunder, but there is a new section of the follow-ups that we're going to add and it's what we learned. Uh, Um, yeah, I, (laughs) what I would like this to be is anything that you learned from sex in the city, anything about this episode, I'll go first. (laughs) Something that I learned. I, I truly, the thing that the David was talking about, the thing that I learned to connect with sex, decks in the city, sex in the city is the focus on the relationship. And I think he brought up a really good point about how that's the through line. 
Like that's mm-hmm. the care, the main, ro- uh, the main romance throughout the whole entire show, right? Like it's this friendship of those four women, and I never mm-hmm. like thought about it. I always looked at it more as it was just four leads putting mm-hmm. on a show, and so that was something I really like, really. Th- w- thought about how maybe ensemble shows work. Like my brain went off in a different direction. The other thing I learned about is how to cut an episode down for time. Um, There was about four (laughs) hours of recorded audio content. um, And you guys listened to an hour 23 of it. Amazing. And it was great, but it was also really cool to like learn how a story can be told. And then I have some amazing things that I can't wait to like share with you guys later on in life. Like him and Matt went off about the fashion. There was some other talk. So uh, they are not dead. They will be unearthed, but yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. I can't wait. <laughs> and I forgot to mention too, that I loved uh, hearing Matt on this episode too. Finally. Oh, yes, very, very much. So. <laughs> so great. This is a perfect, perfect episode for him. Um, let's see Mine was similar, Michael. Like I, um, learned something that I hadn't really thought about in a long time is, um, the support, like the importance of the support of your, of the friendships and Mm -hmm. supporting each other in life, no matter what you're going through, whether or not like for, uh, what, um, David had talked about the situation with the abortion and, one of them not being able to get pregnant, you know, whether or not like you're agreeing on the subjects or not, um, just being there for each other and being six feet behind, you know, just ready to catch if if you fall. Yeah. So that's something, a a good reminder is something that I, I needed a a refresher in. I, I have very few, very close friends that I talk to a lot and they're very supportive, but um, in everyday life, I don't necessarily have all of those friendships, you know, fluttering around me so it's a good reminder to um you know be supportive of the ones that you do have you're leading Aww. ladies <laughs> thanks david uh, mine is yes definitely mine's definitely similar because i mean first off when david talked about the six steps behind thing i almost cried i know I like, oh my gosh <laughs> like, oh my God. um um but coming from an outsider I definitely just thought it was about four women having sex. <laughs> so not together, just, you know, yeah. but anyways, I mean, Fair. there's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to stop talking before I dig myself into a really deep hole. But y'all know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But hearing that it's, it's definitely focused on the friendship of the four leads and how that grows over the course of the series and the movies. Um, that that definitely surprised me, I think, and um, definitely kind of helps me lean a little bit more towards watching it in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it. So. Mm-hmm. Me too. Cool. Should we move? Should we move on? Yes. Yes. To the part that you guys yes. want to talk about. Oh, she, yeah. no, we failed. He had to give us a reminder. Oh. <laughs> I know. Hey, okay, listeners, we are trying out a new outline. Rewind. So, <laughs> but what we want from you guys, listeners, is we want to 
get any follow-ups from y'all. If you have anything you want to say or add or whatever, email us at yournerdyo at gmail or DM us on our socials on Instagram at yournerdyo. We even like yeah, feedback. We even like yeah. feedback. Like send me, yeah. send me an email at yournerdyo at gmail and be like, that Rachel girl talks too much. Or Rachel <laughs> has an incredible voice. She should be a voice actor. You know, exactly. anything like that is great. We prefer things to be on subject, but you know what? We'll take it. Let's go. Michael, that that was an okay doing of ours on that <laughs> section. You nail it. We were, we're just going to have to learn from you. You guys I did think. great. You guys did great. You're <laughs> <laughs> putting way too much pressure on yourself. People loved it. I'm sweating. <laughs> Oh, anyways, well, we'll move on now to recommendations, the new section we just added. Um, The reason this was added was because of Sandman getting put on Netflix, and uh, Dylan talked about that in the comics episode. Super great show. You should all watch it. Um, My recommendation for today is... (laughs) I can't wait. There's a lot of dramatic lead up to this. I hope the payoff is worth it's it. It's not. Damn it. <laughs> All right, that's good. We had a we had a comedy break. Okay, now it'll be worth it. Oh, well, because I don't really have any a new recommendation. <laughs> um, because I I really want to recommend what you guys are gonna recommend and talk about, oh, but I haven't watched it again? yet. What? Oh, I, we failed again. We didn't. No, you didn't fail. <laughs> no, we, Michael failed. I failed. The Michael I didn't failed. watch it. Um, so I'm going to no, say House Sandman the again, and you guys should watch Sandman. What do you right. guys recommend? House of the Dragon. <laughs> Definitely get on top of that. Great, great cool. show. There's only one episode. As much as you may be, yeah, as much as you may be angry about how Game of Thrones ended, this is before Game of Thrones even was thought about. Yeah. Takes place about 200 years before Daen- Daenerys Targaryen is even born. And I think so. I think I even read something that was like George R.R. R. Martin, like this is the show that he wanted. This uh, House of yeah. Dragons is the show that he wanted. Um, so yeah. I it's, think it's, it's, it's very yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, after also, I watch it, we also, will have to if, have a talk about it. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> I want to hear the listeners, if y'all have watched it and you've seen it all the way through that first episode, I want to hear your thoughts about what happened towards the end. <laughs> Another Let's great go. thing to email or DM us about. Boom. Yes. <laughs> I also I also do have another recommendation. Um, but this goes, this is Calling all the way back to Vince's episode nice. on sci-fi novels. Um, so a few months ago, a friend of mine got me into um, the Dresden Files. Um, it is, I'm kind of stalled on book 13, but there are 16 books in this series. Holy, so, so close. <laughs> in my defense, <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's about a wizard who lives in Chicago named Harry Dresden. And um, he basically helps people (laughs) like they can hire him. Like he's a wizard for hire. Yes, He's in the yellow pages. Like all wizards should be. Yes. (laughs) It is available in paperback and on audible, which is how I've been 
um, digesting it is audiobook. And the audiobooks are read by James Marsters. Who's that? Gonna look him up. Spike from Buffy. What? Spike from oh, Buffy. Oh, Spike? Oh. Mm-hmm. Spike. So yeah. the Dresden so. Files uh, all are by Jim Butcher, right? Yes. And they're, yes. they have different names? Yes. Okay. Like the first one is called Stormfront. Thank you. That's what I was wondering because there's like Stormfront, The Law, Fool Moon, Grave Peril, <laughs> Death Mask, Summer Night, White Night, Small Favor, Blood Rites. Battleground. Yeah. Proven wow. guilty. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot. Just stop. You're going to just Good job. get tired. Okay. Um, but yeah, start with Stormfront because it's going to get real confusing um, because so much happens in that first book that ties in all the way to book 13. Awesome. So, um, but it is captivating and James is a great job with the audiobook. Like I can't imagine Harry being anyone else, which is really funny because it was a TV show on the sci-fi channel for a very short amount of time. Um, And the guy who played Harry, Paul Blackthorne, actually, yes, he is. What's he on now? Is he on the flash? Uh, I think, no, he was on arrow. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. On the Arrow. CW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on Arrow. But also, I can't see anyone being Harry but him either. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> but I love them. They are super, super well written. I will say, get through the first two. The third one is where Jim, the author, starts to kind of find Harry's personality and his groove. So get to the third one and you'll fall in love. So nice. Love it. Highly, highly recommend them. Nice. I like that it's, well, from what I read on Wikipedia, like modern day Chicago. Yes. That's fun. Yes, it's modern day Chicago. Like wow. Do, and don't do what I did. And don't read the good, like the summaries of the books before you read oh, them. okay. Because... They have major plot spoilers Whoops. in the summaries of the books. <laughs> Good to know. Whoopsie. Yeah. Yes. Robin, I'm sorry. Again. <laughs> <laughs> That's my friend who got me into the books and she's, she, or they told me not to do that and I did uh, it. And they got mad at way me. Way to go. Jeez. I know. Um, yeah, my only ever... recommendation is uh, the House of Dragon. I, I mean, that's what, right. just what I'm obsessed with right now. I love it. Okay. Well, now it's Michael's stuff. Michael's Michael. section. That's, Michael's stuff. That's exactly what it says in Michael's the outline, stuff. Y'all. And then it says <laughs> stuff. Stuff. <laughs> what stuff you oh, got? Well, I actually, so we're, why, we're almost finished recording all of season one of Your Nerdy Obsession, um, not including these follow-up unlocked episodes. Uh, these are live, Avi. Um, but we're almost to the second, the first season, um, and I'm looking into the next season, and I'm curious from you guys, um, not listeners, Rachel, Sefi, I want to ask you, what are like some nerdy subjects or some subjects out that, that you're like, I want to learn a little bit more of this. Like maybe some of our listeners have some people or can connect us with some people. Yeah. I, um, 
no, this might not connect with both of you. We'll see. But I That's the whole point of the show, Rachel, is it's not supposed to connect. We're learning. I know, exactly. (laughs) Um, I love sports, and I want to meet someone who is, like, nerdy about either a specific sport or, like, some, some part of sports in general. Now... I need to like put a an asterisk here because I fucking hate like the analytics of sports. So maybe if somebody was obsessed like nerdy about like you know stats and things like that, maybe I could learn to like it again. But this is funny because I almost studied like sports psychology. I almost went into this field and now I fucking hate it. So I'm glad that I didn't. <laughs> um but I love sports and I would love to hear somebody talk about any any type of sport, uh, yes, that that's what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. your caveat because I don't Thank know how you. to get into nerdy stats about, and I like stats, and I don't know how to get into You're amazing. sports, right? Um, oh, I like that. I like that one. Any other yeah. ones? Either one of you? Um, I really want to see um, someone see hear someone talk about um game of thrones like i saw the whole season and i read the first book but i want to i I want to know um more about the books because i don't know enough about them i just know this the series really the show um so i'd love to to hear someone talk about the books and maybe even compare them to the show although the first book I read it after I watched season one and it's like a play. by Yeah. I was going to say that. That was really impressive. Mm -hmm. Steffi, if I Um, could do a screenshot of my screen right now, it says subject ideas, sports, game of Thrones. So I'm so glad that you said this. Uh, And (laughs) I also read part of the first book after watching the the first season. And it is pretty much a play by play. So yeah, (laughs) it is. It was so crazy because I was reading the chapters and I'm like, Oh, I can see this scene in my head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like exactly as it's written. So that was really impressive. Um, my other one would be anime. Ooh. Now, I am interested in anime. I enjoy anime. I know quite a few different anime shows. Like my favorite is um, Full, Metal, Full Metal Alchemist is my favorite anime. Um, it's a good both show. versions. There are two. There are, There's the original one from the early 2000s and then there's brotherhood which is better in my opinion but gotta love the original (laughs) um (laughs) but i just i don't know enough about it and i would love to learn more because i i enjoy a lot of the shows Mm. so love it um one for me is plants i want to talk to somebody who is nerdy about plants yes I would. I'm sitting in a room surrounded. Oh, are you? We can't really. I can only see like a couple above you. So like that's all. But (laughs) your that person is nerdy about what I already talked to that person about. So wow, look at those plants. That's a lot of plants. Yeah, I want to find somebody. The plants came first. If you must know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm an amateur with plants, so I would listen to that episode many times. Love good plants. 
Yeah. Um, well, if uh, you out there, listeners, I have something I want to tell you. I got a call of action for you. Yes. My call to action. You know how I've been telling you to help grow the show by rating and reviewing? Well, you know what I want from you? I want you instead of, you know, we had a haiku. I'm always good for a haiku review. So Thanks, always game. Which or, was yes, amazing. which was amazing. Amy. <laughs> Bravo. Um, but if we, or if you want to write a normal poem or something else, amazing. But you know what? You all need to go to Apple Podcasts, either.com or the podcast app, because that's the only app that lets you leave reviews right now. Come on. <laughs> um, anyways, go on to those. Uh, go to write a review. And all I want you to do in that review is type in your nerdy obsession, not like, your nerdy obsession, like your personal <laughs> nerdy obsession, like y- what you would like to talk about on our show. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. It could that's have been what confusing, I want you to do. wasn't. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I want you to do, listeners. One, it will help us out. Two, it will get to know you. And maybe we'll reach out to you to be on the show to talk about your nerdy obsession. Or maybe we already have somebody in the docket ready to talk about uh, your nerdy subject that you wanted to mm-hmm. bring up. So, yeah. great review. Haikus, poems, questions, whatever you want to do. Give us a review. It, it really helps us a out. A haiku is a poem. Uh, touche. Also, remember to share episodes, share the show, just get our name out there if you like us. If not, you just keep quiet. Anyway. But still listen. Still listen, though. Yeah, listen listen. to us. You can just put us on in the background. Uh, (laughs) But that brings me to the most important part of these episodes. Next week, are you ready? What is... Red, white, and screaming in pain. A bloody... A sunburnt sexy. (laughs) (laughs) What were you going to say, Rachel? Nothing. Hers is much better than mine. (laughs) Well, it was a sunburned Michael because next week we're talking about summer vacation. I have somebody who is nerdy about summer vacation, and the reason this person is nerdy about summer vacation is because they are a teacher. So we get into it. As you say, how it's how it's been a part of this person's life ever since a very young age. We talk about that. We talk about a bunch of stuff. So really cool. Looking forward to it. A dear friend of mine named Allison, and a dear friend of Matt's, and Matt's will be on the episode again next week. Um, to talk about summer Yay. vacation. Cool. Uh, so I, can't re- wait. I know. So remember everyone to follow us on socials for all of your <laughs> that was terrible. Such a shipman. <laughs> remember to that was follow a, that us. That was a good try at the radio voice there, dude. <laughs> remember to follow us on our socials at your nerdy O on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter to find out everything about our future episodes. Also grow the show, rate and review, all that stuff. But Next week, tune in to learn more about summer vacations and Allison's nerdy obsession with it. Until then, I love you all. Bye. Bye. And my bye is... (laughs) I'm going to try to do my Carrie Bradshaw voice. (laughs) And just like that, I'll consider being a fan of Sex and the City. Thanks, David.
Bye. That was amazing. Bye.